walking busy, get busy baby Listening to Downright Sports with notorious sports critic Brent Reed. It's showtime, everybody. Welcome, Downright Sports. Uh, March Madness recap. Here we go. Uh, one more week of two shows a week. Uh, it's crazy. Anyway, I'm your host, Brent Reed. Uh, this is the March Madness Recap Show, uh, Downright Sports uh, Special. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live, thank you right now. Appreciate it. If you don't watch the whole thing and you want to catch it later, go to YouTube. Uh, midnight tonight, tomorrow morning, however you want to do it, you can go get the whole thing. But if you want to hear the show and you don't feel like looking at this face, uh, you could go uh, listen and download the podcast, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Radio Public, everywhere. And you can also listen to it at DJ Chase Radio, uh, which you can hear at Live365 slash DJ Chase, Live365.com slash DJ Chase. <sighs> so much promotion. So... The Sweet 16 and the Elite 8 are in the books. Uh, history has been made. My mother is calling me while I'm recording. Crazy. <laughs> history has been made on this, um, this past weekend in so many ways. So let's get into it uh, real fast. Let's just get into it. So this is insane. The phone rings. Four different devices start ringing in here. And yeah, it's a lot. Alright, so Thursday, uh, we had Duke versus Texas Tech. Texas Tech was the favorite. Clear favorite. Uh, and uh, Duke ended up pulling away. Very good defensive game by Texas Tech. Uh, great second half by Duke. Coach K made adjustments. Made sure the players uh, made the proper adjustments to make uh, the right thing. Pablo... Uh, Benchero, Benchero, Pablo Benchero, I got it right, I got to like do special notes, anyway, Pablo Benchero had a big game, 22 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, leading the Blue Devils to victory, then the upset happened, Arkansas ups, uh, upset Gonzaga, 75-78, uh, to 78. Um, this was the game people dreaded, uh, Arkansas uh, played in the tougher conference this year, while Gonzaga played, you know, they didn't really face anybody until the tournament came, and every game in the tournament for them had been a battle up until that point, and finally they hit their wall. And then uh, the the biggest upset, and maybe some people's eyes, maybe not. Mine it was because it killed my bracket. Uh, Houston took out Arizona, and it was never close. Uh, Houston led that game the entire time, the whole way. Uh, uh, Houston was always in control of this game. Uh, they got a big game out of um, Shade. Uh, 21 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, Jamal Shade, uh, guard, sophomore, uh, Texas native. And in this time of year, guard play is huge in college basketball. Big men still control. You know, big men play a big part, but now more than ever, 
If you got a, a, a young guard that can distribute, can uh, attack the basket, most importantly, can break a defense. Because college defense is so different than it is in the pros. Because in college, there is no uh, defensive three seconds. So you could just let guys chill in the paint and basically create, you know, uh, a house and just, you know, put up a TV and, uh, you know, start making popcorn. And someone comes to the basket, you turn around and play defense. So, uh, Houston going on to the uh, Houston. Well, we're going to get to that. Houston moved on to the Elite Eight. That takes us to the final game on Thursday. Uh, Michigan, who some did not think should make the tournament. But again, Mich- Michigan, a team who played in a tough, tough conference this year. Uh, faced a Villanova team that some were thinking where they ranked too high because Villanova's in the Big East. Villanova doesn't, they, the, the, the comments are Villanova doesn't face anyone. Well, Villanova's coached by a great coach in Jay Wright. That team has national, two national championships in most recent years. They don't have sexy NBA players or sexy one-and-done players. No, Jay Wright does it the old-fashioned way, gets talent that fits a system and builds. And, um... They took care of business. You know, this is, you know, there's no such thing really as moral victories, but you got to give Michigan a lot of credit because nobody thought Michigan was going to make it this far. The fact that um, after with Jawan Howard and his situation, getting that team to the Sweet 16 proved so much. That team had so much expectations coming into the season. People felt like this was a team that could challenge for the championship. He proved, and that team proved, that they are built. They were built for the tournament. They were built for situations like this, and they got to the Sweet 16. But it was Samuels of uh, Villanova, a forward, a senior uh, at that, who had the big game uh, against, um, if you can hear my co-host over there, little man there snoring, Uh, 22.7 rebounds, big game for them. And then we move on. To Friday, where all eyes were on the TV Friday, where we would have screen, where we would have, thank you, screen. (laughs) You had Providence versus Kansas, close one, very close. Kansas walked away, though, with the victory 66 to 61. Uh, Remy Martin, my man Remy Martin, 23.7 rebounds, three assists. He made the game closer than what it needed to be. He could not hit his foul shots down the stretch. So, but he was able to collect himself and he hit him when he when he counted. All right. So they took care of Providence and a um, good run. Another Big East school that was in the Sweet 16, a conference that is forgotten about, and hopefully one day would be the bat because the Big East was the basketball, the basketball conference of college sports. And then everybody's favorite darling, St. Peter's. Uh, in fact, let's stop here. We're going to tell a cool story. So, uh, Friday, Allie and me were actually in Hobby Lobby. No, were we were in the mall. We were in the mall. Uh, we were buying some stuff for the house. Aaron Judge just hit a home run. Woo! <laughs> we were buying stuff for that. This is probably a replay, but Aaron Judge hit a home run. Uh, we were buying stuff for the house, and we were actually in a sports store that sells sports merchandise. And my mom called me and was like, how much if, how much you know, how much could we win with St. Pete, St. Peter's tonight? And I was like, well, how much you want to put on them? She was like, all right, $5. I was like, so let me pull up. So I pulled up FanDuel, took a look, and $5 would have got us like $35. Mm, I needed a little more. So uh, 
We did a par did a three leg parlay with St. Peter's, UNC. I know, I know. I bet on UNC. There's another story about that in a second. In Kansas. So the Kansas and the St. Peter's game are kind of going head to head. And the St. Peter's game is close. Allie and me, we get home for the last uh last about uh, five minutes of the St. Peter's game, and we're watching that game go down the stretch. And St. Peter's beats uh, Purdue. Another team. It looks. We're gonna talk about the Big Ten and how they just crapped the bed. This whole. I mean, they got success. They got a lot of teams in, but the amount of teams they got in, we should have seen the Big Ten in the, the Final Four. One of the teams, but anyway, St. Pete's Miracle Run, a little team out of New Jersey, beat them. And Kansas beat Providence. I w- I turned that five dollars into a hundred, at the hundred thirty-five dollars. Now we just gotta wait on UNC, which is a good segue. UNC faced UCLA, two historical programs, two legendary programs coached by um, um t- uh, programs that were built by some of the gr- that's some pretty much a short list in great coaches and Dean Smith and uh, John Wooden. UNC would beat UCLA in a close one. Now, I should have won actually $380, but I got nervous that UCLA was going to beat USC, so I actually cashed out and walked away with $135. But I should have stuck in there and stuck with my gut, but UNC uh, would win 73-66. Big game, big game out of uh, Caleb Love, 30 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists. For them, uh, UCL, both Arizona and UCLA, I watched them play in the Pac-10 in the championship, and I saw those teams, and I was like, wow, those teams could really make some noise, and they did. But it was UNC. Now, I'm a Duke fan, diehard, but I'm a sports fan, and I watched UNC face Duke in the last game against Coach K, and I watched them play a few other times. And I watched that team, and what they have is what makes great teams this time of year. They have dogs, and they go get it. And when you got a guy like a Brady uh, Mankin, who it looks, I want to say he came in through the transfer portal, but he looks, you know, uncapped. Those are the guys you got to watch out for. He shoots like he does not care. He doesn't. He just like, all right, time to let that thing go. And. UNC's bigs down low are very strong, and what they're able to do, uh, they control the they control the paint so well. They make sure their team gets second chance opportunities. Um, Amar uh, Baycock, uh, very six uh, ten, gets uh, junior. Make sure the team gets a lot of second chance opportunities. You see it over and over and over again. With this team, and I said, if this when I said the fact that there was conversation that this team should have made the tournament, I thought was absurd because they had their record was pretty impressive. Now, yeah, Virginia Tech waxed that butt in the um, in the ACC tournament, but we all know now some of these, you know, the the conference tournaments are great. They're more important for the mid majors and the smaller conferences, but for the big conferences, the eye is the championship, the national championship. That's the eye of the that's the prize. That's what everybody's going for. And the UNC and UCLA is a very good team, but I saw them against Arizona, and I just knew you know I should just kept the money on the line. But to, to go to my point for the second chance opportunities, North Carolina versus UCLA, forty three rebounds to 
uh, UCLA's 34 rebounds. Uh, offensively, you, uh, North Carolina had 15 rebounds while um, uh, UCLA only had eight. That creates second chance opportunities. That creates more shots. A guy misses, he can he. A, a team is more comfortable shooting the ball when they know their t- their their teammates are going to pick them up with getting rebounds and stuff like that. Um, turnover, you know, they cur- they cause a lot of turnovers. Now against Duke, we're going to talk about it in the second greatest preview ever. Uh, just letting you know right now, the B block is going to be insane. All right, so Friday, uh, can I get back to my screen? Can, can I get back to my screen? My Myself, who is my assistant. I don't know why it's not taking me back to my screen. Take me back to the screen. Watch out. Uh, I lost everything. All right, time to segue. So, in any case, you got UNC that took care of business and beat UCLA, putting UNC in the final four, I mean, the Elite Eight, which is interesting because, again, this was a team no one, well, not no one, but the pundits or the experts, if you will, was basically coming at their face saying, oh, no, 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 this they can't make it. They they don't have a chance. Nobody watched that team this year. I didn't, I mean, I paid attention to them, but from what I saw, I saw a team that was capable of making a run in the tournament, and they have, and they have. Which brings us to, uh, goodness gracious, which brings us to uh, Iowa State in Miami. Uh, Miami blew out Iowa State. Iowa State had a lot of eyes on the screen. People were thinking Iowa State had what it took to get it done, but unfortunately didn't. Uh, was uh, McGurry, 27.6 rebounds for him. Strong game for Miami. He pretty much took care of business and put Miami in the Elite Eight, another team that a lot of people were really focusing on, but that's a team that had the same kind of dog mentality that North Carolina has a team that gives their team gives a, a team where they give their, their their teammates second chance opportunities playing real tough basketball and they coach by a great coach who took George Mason to the final four many moons ago and this guy keeps Miami in the conversation. The basketball program has clearly took over for the football program, which is just dreadful to watch. Now, the Elite Eight brings us to Saturday. Duke and Arkansas face each other, and Duke steamrolled Arkansas. The conversation going into this game was, oh, Duke don't stand a chance. No, Arkansas doesn't stand a chance because now what has happened is Coach K's players, this young group of guys, and A.J. Griffin and others, they pretty much have, they, they've lost every big game that has come ahead of them. They lost Coach K's last home game. They lost the ACC championship. They lost, like, so, like, they have nothing to lose. They, feed, you know, they, they sat for a week and listened to every reporter and pundit and Twitch and Twitter and person with a microphone dog them and was like, all right, well, what more do we have? What more do we have to lose? Let's just go out there, go for broke, and that's what these young men have to do. Coach K has said, I'm going to let my guys play loose and free. That's a wonderful sound for a coach that's pretty much like, look, man, let's just, you know, look, guys, just go out there. Mark Williams had a huge game. The sophomore for Duke came up big. And, uh, for them against Arkansas, the game was never close. Uh, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 3 blocks. That's huge. That's huge. It's huge. You can't beat that. 
Uh, and then uh, Houston took on Villanova in a game where they said, you know what, we who needs? I'm gonna, I gotta make sure this is important. Is this important? It is. Who needs offense? It's just pointless. Nobody, nobody uses offense. Who uses offense? Nobody. Final score 55-44. Some of these guys are just a couple years removed from high school, so these these score totals should make sense to them. Uh, 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 Samuels again came up in a big way, uh, 16 points, 10 rebounds, and uh, Houston's run kick. Now Houston has been great defensively. They probably should have worked on their offense because Villanova has that because they don't have that superstar NBA prospect. They, you know, this game is a UVA fans, you know, you know, deep, deep, deep dream. You know what I'm saying? Because it was such a defense. This is games that you, I'm pretty sure the UVA head coach was sitting at home like, God, I, was I coaching this game? Did I draw this one up? So, yeah. Um, so, Villanova back in the final four takes us to Sunday. Today. All right. Uh, where we would see uh, Kansas take care of Miami. And when I mean take care, they... They said, hey, you know, you guys already live in Miami. Let's just pack up your stuff. Hey, here's another pair of shorts. Go buy some Mai Tai. You know what? You know what you guys should get? I should get a couple uh, sandwiches. Uh, you got finals coming up? We're going to send you home a little early. I tore the paper. And I'm, it's like in my eye line. <laughs> uh, Kansas City kicked. Kicked Miami. Kansas bought Miami's ticket and sent them back home. 76-50. Uh, Kansas took care of Miami. Abaje, 18 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. I've been spree screaming that guy's praises all year. Star player. Big time player. And yeah, Kansas moves on to the Final Four. And then... Cinderella. Oh, Cinderella. It's over. Uh, for all you guys out there that were hoping that the little engine that could, St. Peter's, was going to get it done, well, reality slapped them in the face. UNC beat them 69-49. to 49. Huge game for um, um, yeah, Ahmad Baka. I don't know why I got tongue twisted on that. Uh, 20 points. Are you ready for this? 22 rebounds. Uh, yeah, he took care of business. Uh, St. Peter's had a great run. Up until today, nobody heard of this team unless you lived in the town. Uh, this is a team where they recruit players. They cannot, they weren't, the coach wasn't taking players to the facilities because they still pulled the bleachers out for the games. That's very, it's actually kind of cute. A little bit if you think about it. But, uh, Backcott himself had 22 rebounds. Give you an idea how good he did. Uh, St. Peter's had 33, so he basically was 10 away from tying what St. Peter's was able to do. Great run. Uh, when little teams like this make it this far in the tournament, it's actually a good thing for the sport because it reminds people of how fun A, March Madness is, B, how this is a tournament where everybody has a chance. It's un unlike the rigged... Uh, NCAA college playoff system where we just pick the same four teams every year and they tell you who the best is, you actually get an opportunity to see um, these teams go out there and say, okay, you think you're the best? All right, put your best up against mine. You got one game. Let's see what we can do. And you get a situation like this where a number 15 and a number 8, 
even though UNC realistically, historically, is not an eight seed. You know, this UNC team, in my opinion, should have probably been ranked higher because the team was that good. But and I don't think they factored in that UNC has to play in a tougher conference. UNC played the Big Ten. UNC plays in the ACC. UNC played the Miamis, the Dukes, the Virginia Techs twice, the UVAs twice. Uh, Wake for well, I don't think Wake make the play make Wake make it I don't know if Wake made it Who cares if Wake made it Nobody cares All right What we care about is the final four and there are you know uh, uh, Kansas and Villanova will face each other Whoop de do Here's what matters Next Sunday Everybody on the East Coast from <laughs> especially Virginia North Carolina If you Ever, ever have been one a Duke fan or a UNC fan, you have dreamt of this moment. Believe it or not, believe it or not, in 257 games versus each other, Duke and UNC have never faced each other in the final four. Well, kids, it's happening next week. I can tell you stories of people in college, while I'm in my dorm room with Shaylon and we're watching the Duke game because we're Duke fans, and everybody on the hallway were just rooting against Duke. Trust me when I tell you this. America, you ain't seen nothing. Dallas versus the Washington Commanders are, is, 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 is peanuts. Uh, Ohio State versus Michigan. Only people that care about that are nobody. Like, okay. This is the closest thing to the Celtics and the Lakers when the two teams are good. Celtics Lakers eighties. Even or Celtics Lakers two point in the mid two thousand in the late mid two thousand two thousand tens ish. Okay. Um, Yankees Red Sox. Real Yankees Red Sox. Not this new Yankees Red Sox where everybody shakes hands. I'm talking. Blood and Guts Yankees Red Sox, Bucky Dent, Aaron Boone, David uh, Ortiz, Manny uh, Ramirez, Pedro uh, Martinez, Kurt Schilling versus, you know, greats like Derek Jeter and Paul O'Neill and Reggie Jackson. You know, great players, you know, not smelly players. Duke UNC has a history, a true history, and... Believe it or not, so these two teams are separated by like nine miles or some crazy crap like that, all right? Two pristine colleges. These are not rinky-dink colleges. These, you know, you could go there and not have to be a basketball player. You could go there and go on to great things. You could go there and graduate and get, you know, uh, great jobs and great careers. That's a better word, great careers. Two colleges that compete on every level possible, Okay. And if you go, if you break it down, 257 games versus each other, UNC has the better record, 142 versus 115. Yeah, they had a good head start. They had Dean Smith for many years. Then Coach K showed up, and since Coach K has arrived, the record is 50 and 47. It ain't a blowout, but Coach K and his Duke Blue Devils, well, they've done things, and that's what this is about. You have, since Coach K has arrived, there are five national championships for Duke. UNC had one with Dean Smith already, but UNC has six. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's that close. You get what I'm saying? 
uh, notable players, notable players for Duke, Grant Hill, Jay Williams, Christian Lakeland, J.J. Reddick, Elton Brand. J.J. Reddick and uh, Christian Lakeland. Heck, you could throw uh, Grace, uh, what's his name? Uh, Allen. I can't remember his first. Grayson Allen or something like that. Throw him in there. People, when they showed up, especially in UNC, booing was the nicest thing they could say to somebody. Booing was the nicest word, you know, that was said to J.J. Reddick and Christian Lakeland. For UNC, you had Michael, Je- Michael Jeffrey Jordan, like, like Grant Hill was great, but still Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan, uh, Antonio Davidson, uh, Tyler Hansborough, who I could not stand at all. I spent a lot of years watching him in college. And Psycho T, oh, I could not stand him, but he could play. He was a college player, just did not give up. Uh, Sean May, who I also couldn't stand because I had a in college I had a better body than Sean May, and this guy was an all elite basketball player. And then Vince Carter. I mean, UNC's list of great players is pretty long. Duke's list of great players is more kind of recent. Duke has great players college wise, professional wise. UNC's players were great in the pros and in college. Like that used to be the argument, like when Duke would say, yo, we beat you, UNC, like, we got more in the pros, and every Duke fan would be like, oh, we got Grant Hill, and then even if you have a certain age, you couldn't claim Grant Hill, because he broke down, and he kind of became uh, a role player with the Suns, and then later, well, just the Suns, because that Clippers run was forgivable, but now you got a situation where you got two teams facing each other for the first time ever, and if you thought, if you thought the pressure was tough for just making it to the final four. Tack on the fact that you're two of the most heated rivals in all of sports, not just college, all of sports, and then throw on top of it already the stat cake. You you just throw on a little bit more that this is Coach K's final run. This is Coach K on his horse going to the OK Corral for one more battle, one more last hurrah, one more chip. One more trip to the championship. The Final Four is the pinnacle for all of college basketball. That's why they say, hey, just make, making it to the Final Four out of 64 teams is huge. Getting to this point is huge. And the fact that you got Duke and UNC have never faced each other at this moment in history is incredible. Families are going to break up. Relationships may end. The divorce rate may go up after this week. Brothers will fight. Sisters and brothers will fight. Employees will quit. Arguments across the nation. You can hear them now if you listen closely. UNC sucks. Oh, there it is. It was right there. UNC sucks. We all hear it. We do. I'm excited. Win or lose, we are all, as fans... This is the best moment you can ask for as a fan. I promise you this. If you're not in front of your TV next week with a cold drink in your hand, whether it's a beer or uh, vodka cranberry, I don't know if there are any other options, you will enjoy yourself watching this game. I'm going to tell you right now, I feel sorry for Kansas and Villanova. These are two... uh, College basketball, like the Final Four is basketball royalty, if you say so. Like this is, they call it the Blue Bloods. You got Kansas, basketball royalty. You got Villanova, 
basketball world. Villanova has chip. You know, out of these teams, they got championships more recently. Nobody's going to care. Okay, I hate to hurt everyone's feelings. In fact, if I was the NCAA and I was CBS, I would take Villanova and um, I would take Villanova and Kansas off the schedule next Saturday. I would. I would hand them two trophies and I would say, thank you for coming. We appreciate it. The national championship is Duke and UN is Duke and UNC. That's the only game that's going to matter. I will promise you this. If UNC, hear me out, UNC beat Duke next week, UNC go to championship and lose. Nobody's going no UNC fan would care if they lost the championship because they beat Duke to get to it. If Duke beat UNC next week, we won't care. Because we expect to win a championship. The difference, we expect to win championships, UNC just expect. Yeah, I'm trash talking. I don't care. Now, now, (laughs) I have a small, let's just say I have a, I have about $256 right now on UNC because when the tournament started, before the tournament started, FanDuel let you uh, bet on who you think will win the whole thing. I didn't want to bet on the St. Peter's or somebody else because I knew they weren't going to make it. But I did see a team that had very high, uh, you know, low odds in winning. And I was like, well, let's just put a dollar on UNC. They won't. I could lose the dollar. Didn't think they were going to be playing Duke in the Final Four. So if I have to have Duke beat UNC and I lose out on winning some money, you know what? I'm going to be very happy because at the end of the day, I just want to see Duke win another championship. Which then will give them, or you know what, which will give us six. <laughs> and give Coach K his last one out the door. How about them apples? All right. So next week, the Final Four is intact. Duke and UNC will face each other here. Uh, the games are, the game will be next Saturday. Uh, first game is at 6.09. The second game is at 8.49. Don't know why neither game is on CBS, but whatever. Uh, they will be on TBS. Don't know why. Uh, we will not have a recap show after the Final Four. We will have a recap show after the champ national championship. So next Monday, when the national championship uh, is over, come to Facebook Live, watch. Um, we're going to re- recap uh, the tournament, pluses and minuses. All right. Current, let's see who's favored. Can I see who's favored to win? And then we can go from there. The Lakers lost to the Pelicans. They got smacked, too. <laughs> Lakers are done. Lakers are done. LeBron had a great year. If I was LeBron James, when, as soon as the offseason started, I'm like, look, trade me. Like, I don't want to be here no more. Like, enough with the Anthony Davis experiment. Just trade me. Where? Anywhere. I don't care. Uh, so, currently right now, if you go on FanDuel, uh, Villanova is the underdog to Kansas. Uh, if you bet on them, uh, they're... Ooh, that just went away. Ah, uh, they keep changing the spread. They're changing the spread. Uh, here it is. Uh, plus 40. Uh, excuse me, plus 4. Uh, not, uh, not a huge margin. Uh, basically, Villanova, you know, uh, Kansas just has to win by 4. Uh, UNC is the underdog versus Duke, which I'm a little shocked how... I thought it would be closer. Uh, four, four and a half. I don't think that... I don't. I wouldn't take that bet. On that, I really wouldn't. I think that's going to be a little closer of a bet. Oh, I can cash out right now. 
They win $25 when UNC because uh, they made it to the Final Four. I may do that because if they lose, ah, you know what? We're going to stick in there because if they win, I'm, at least if they beat Duke, at least I make $200. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm not. I want Duke to win. I really want Duke to win. Uh, uh, when the next, uh, when we do the next recap show, we will discuss uh, the Coach K legacy, win, lose, or draw. All right. Let's talk about the celebrity, the downrate sports celebrity brackets. All right. It's currently sitting in first place is Corey. His final four, he has Kansas and Villanova. That's it. Uh, he currently right now has Kansas winning the championship, but Corey needs to watch out because he is in a tight one. With my fiance, if you will, my lovely Allie Lane, who has not watched one ounce of the regular season. I got her. Well, I have her watching the 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 the, the March Madness. It, her stomach is a knot. She's like, "How do you guys watch this and not get physically sick?" Like she's watching these games and they're close, and she's like. I can't, like, turn it off. And I'm like, baby, that's what makes it fun. And she's like, no, no, I need to know the outcome. Queen, spoiler alert, she needs to know the outcome. She's like, this is not for me. Like, why are you putting me through this, Brent Reed? I don't understand you. I thought you loved me. I'm like, baby, I do. But it's so much fun. She's like, no, it's not. Like, but she wants to know what does she won. So, technically, Allie and me had a little bet. And in this bet, it was whoever team wins the national championship. Just between the two of us. And the bet pretty much was if and when we have a kid, the person who wins the downright sports celebrity bracket, well, they get naming rights of said child. Then we had to negotiate because I thought I got full naming rights and apparently I did not. I You only get uh, partial. So you could get... Um, you can you could get middle name. I wanted first name. She knew that if I won, then I was going to do something crazy. I was. If I had won, uh, I pretty much was. The kid was going to have a crazy name. Like the first name was going to be like something crazy, like Rockstar Brett Reed. Like that was going to be his first name, something like that. Or oh oh, the t- <laughs> I was no, I wasn't going to do that. Any case, any case, she won because Arizona lost. So Allie, as a chance. On getting the team to the championship and winning. Currently, right now, Corey is the first place as we talked about. Corey has 780 points. Um, but Allie has a chance to win the whole bracket because she has 666 points. Uh, 660 points. Yeah, 660 points, excuse me. Uh, but she has an opportunity to get 1,300. Uh, her bracket right now, her final four. Are you ready for this? Uh, for a girl who never watches, she's got Duke in it. Uh, she has Kansas in it, and that's it. So they both got the same. She has Kansas winning. Corey didn't have Kansas in the championship. So if Duke and Kansas make it to the championship, Allie wins that. So Allie currently sitting very comfortable in uh, second place. Uh, for me, there's no more, for the rest of us, there's no more hope except for one person. P. Stu, who is currently in third place. Um, I uh, currently in fourth place. I'm in third place right now, but I only have Duke and Kansas in, but I had Duke and Arizona in the championship, so oops. Um that takes us to P. Stu, who's the only person other than my mother to pick Vanderbilt. 
Oh, to go back to Allie, she only picked uh, Kansas because she thought the logo was cute and she liked Jayhawks. So, there you go. For all of us that do all this watching and studying, my lovely fiance just showed everybody in the world up. Alright, uh, Preston's final four, realistically, he only he has Kansas and Villanova. So, if Villanova makes it to the championship, Preston can't win it, but he can make it to at least second place. And then, uh, my man Tim, Uncle Buddha, uh, he has Kansas in the final four. He has zero opportunity to win this. He's like me. And then, finally... The happy birthday to my Obi-Wan Kenobi, Noah B. Uh, Noah doesn't have a chance to make it, uh, to win. Uh, He had Arizona winning the whole thing. Noah has literally zero teams right now in the Final Four. His Final Four was Duke. uh, Wrong. His Final Four was Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas. No. Excuse me. I got to watch what's crossed out. (laughs) Noah's Final Four was Gonzaga, uh, Arizona, Wisconsin and Purdue. He was a. That would have been nice if he would have made that one. So, right now, people who are in it to win it currently, uh, you have Corey, Allie, and Peach Stu. They have opportunities to kind of walk away uh, with it. So, brings me to prices. Yes, prices, prices, prices. So, if uh, basically next week we will announce what the prize will be for whoever wins the. Downright Sports Celebrity Bracket. And the prize could be a meet and greet where I give you an autograph of this face. How about that? It's a smile. It's a million dollar smile right there. All right. So, I don't know. I don't know what the prize is going to be. Anyway, thank you all for watching and listening. I appreciate it. Uh, this is fun. Uh, stressful because I'm tired. <laughs> I think I get stressed because I'm like, God, when, you know, it's just a lot of prep work. I'm not going to go behind the scenes on all that. So, thanks. Uh, next, uh, next, uh, so, the next recap show will actually be... Next Monday, when uh, the championship is in the bags, we recap the season to some degree. Uh, this Tuesday, Downray Sports is all uh, wrestling, all pro wrestling, all sports entertainment. As Downray Sports, for the first time, does a whole show uh, previewing and break uh, talking about wrestle. Mania, which is uh, this Saturday, actually, two-night event. The most stupendous, spectacular WrestleMania ever. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, we're going to do that Tuesday uh, live on YouTube, uh, channel Downright Sports. Tune in 9 o'clock, if you will. Uh, But if you can listen to all new episodes of Downright Sports Wednesdays, Uh, uh, live.com slash DJ Chase Radio all new episodes start the week out there the podcast is available Wednesday after 12 o'clock I moved it up because it was like no point but the podcast will be available Wednesdays at 5 o'clock I mean 12 o'clock p.m. excuse me Eastern Standard Time you can download the show listen to it anywhere if you miss it there and you want to hear it live you can listen to it uh, every Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B, except on Thursdays when Downray Sports takes over and it's your number one place for everything sports. Then, Saturday means Downright Sports because you listen to Downright Sports Saturday, 8 p.m., I mean, excuse me, 8 a.m., wake up Saturday to Downright Sports 
on Fab 94.5 The Hits. Fab 94.5 The Hits. You can also listen online at Fab 94.5 The Hits with a Z.com. And you can listen to Downray Sports at 8 a.m. there. And then finish out at 3 p.m. on Trap Radar Radio at FleetRadioNetwork.com. So I'm very happy. A lot of places. And then. Uh, May 31st, May 21st, Downray Sports is on the road in Greensboro, North Carolina. At where we'll be at the Hip Hop and Hoops Conference. Uh, I'm a vendor there. We'll be uh, queuing up, doing a show, interviewing people there. It's pretty cool. More details to come. I'm excited. Uh, I'll have. I will actually have uh, some people with me. Hope knock on wood. Uh, Hazy Haymaker. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kim. Uh, what's Eric? I think it's the Snowman. Something. And the, one of the founders of the show, DJ Chasing Me, reuniting for the first time in 11 years to do a show together. We have not done a show together in 11 years, so that'll be pretty cool. So, thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe, uh, subscribe, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Email the show, Downright Sports 11, blah, 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 blah. Tired of talking. I'm done. I'm going to eat some chicken. Good night, everybody. Be safe, as always. Deuces. The Notorious Sports Critic. Damn right, sports. Yeah. Yo, Jada. Dividends, <laughs> I heard the call for another show. Yeah. Dividends, dividends, I just need my dividends. Dividends, dividends, I just need my dividends. They wanna see me on stage, but make sure we on the same page. Yeah, I only gotta ask one question: How much getting paid? See, last time I really got played, but this time I'm looking for an upgrade. When I sit back and think about the money I made, never get days we was on that public gate. He said he wanna cut, then get the spade. He said they wanna cut, then they talking about a fade. He said he wanna cut, then get his blade. He talking about a cut, he wanna hit some OJs. Then they got all about his cut.